This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 279. Show notes for this episode, including all links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 279. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Mamas, before we get started today, I have two very important announcements. So the first one, holy cow, we did it. This week, this show will hit 1 million lifetime downloads. And I'm so excited and so grateful because this is just a little podcast that started out as a passion project for me to just see if, I don't know, maybe I might like this. Let's just see what happens. Like it was literally just a little project for me to get my toes wet doing something different outside of running my gym a couple of years ago. And here we are about to hit 1 million downloads in the next couple of days. So I want you to celebrate with me over on Instagram. I'm going to be doing all sorts of things to celebrate this week. There's going to be giveaways. It's going to be super fun, really celebratory. And I want to make sure that you are a part of it. So if you like giveaways, if you like gifts, if you like free stuff, head on over to Instagram at the Shameless Mom Academy so that you can participate in the celebration with me. And also thank you. Thank you. Thank you. While sometimes I feel like I'm doing this alone because I'm sitting in my office alone recording, I am acutely aware that this success of the show has only happened because of your participation, 
you listen, you download, you write reviews, you subscribe to the show, you tell your friends about it, you post about it on Facebook, you share it on Instagram, you send emails and texts to girlfriends, you have people in your lives who are having a hard time and you say, hey, check out the Shameless Mom Academy. This has really helped me or this interview might really touch you or I thought of you when I listened to episode 232. I cannot thank you enough for what you have done to help me grow this show because it has definitely been a community-wide effort. And I'm so, so grateful for your part in it. So thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And secondly, quick little announcement that I am going to be sending out every Friday, sending out shameless Friday emails. So I already send out emails on Fridays that are kind of just a wrap up of the week, but I'm making them a little more exciting because we need more fun in our inboxes, right? So here's what's happening. Every Friday, I will send out an email. It's always a little bit like behind the scenes, what's happening in my life. It's usually some sort of full disclosure about something like it generally makes for a good story. Like I'm usually getting kind of like down and dirty about something in my life. And on top of that, I'm also sharing cool resources with you. So sometimes it's product recommendations. Sometimes it's my new favorite podcast episode of someone else's show that I just listened to. Last week, I shared an amazing, amazing interview with Dax Shepard, who is Crosby Braverman from the show Parenthood. And he interviewed Brene Brown and it was pure gold. So that was one of my recommendations last week. So I want to make sure that you are getting these emails and that you are getting the shameless Friday updates so that you can have a little fun in your inbox at the end of the week. So here's what you're going to do to join that email list. If you don't already get emails from me, you are going to go to shamelessmom.com forward slash newsletter, and you will get on the email list for shameless Friday emails. So again, that's shamelessmom.com forward slash newsletter. All right, let's dive into this episode. You ready? Hello, shameless moms. So happy to be here with you today. Happy Monday. I hope wherever you are, you are like cozy and warm and maybe wearing some Uggs and your favorite puffy vest because that's the season we're in and it's one of my favorite seasons. So before we dive in today, I want to talk about our shameless mom of the week. So remember that shameless moms of the week come from leaving a review in iTunes. So if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, you can leave a review in iTunes or just do a search in your podcast app and you can leave a review you there through that as well. If you do it on your phone, it's easier. Don't ask me why iTunes makes it hard and complicated on your computer, but it's easier on your phone. So here we go. Shameless mom of the week this week is Charity Machado. And she says that the Shameless Mom Academy is entertaining, empowering and uplifting. She goes on to say, I found Sarah's podcast about a month ago and every episode helps shift my perspective of my life and motherhood in some wonderful way. I had my first daughter at 15, and now I have a six-year-old and a one-year-old. Becoming a teen mom was very motivating for me. My husband and I decided we weren't going to be statistics, and we chose to work as a team to create the life we envisioned for ourselves. As a young mom and a full-time student, I'm currently on a journey of self-discovery as I find my place in this world while raising two daughters. The Shameless Mom Academy has been extremely empowering as I take responsibility for my life and set out to accomplish my dreams. The last month, after listening to an episode almost daily... I found myself slowing down as a mom and focusing in on the present, allowing me to enjoy the time I have with my girls and be conscientious of my thoughts and how I spend my time. I've been recommending this show to all my mama friends, and I'm so grateful to have found it. Oh my goodness. I love this so much. I am so honored to be a part of your journey, and I commend you. Like I really, really admire the work that you're doing and the maturity that you have. Taking on motherhood at age 15 is 
no small thing. And so I love how you chose to embrace it. I love how conscientious you are around being a young mom and what that means to you and how you have taken it on and made it a proud part of your identity. I think that is really, really cool. And I think that is such a powerful way to own your story. And we talk about that so much on the show, owning your story and writing the ending that you want. And I commend you and have tremendous respect for the way that you are writing out that story and making sure that you have control over how it ends and how it plays out. So big hugs to you, Mama. Thank you so much for the review. And now along the lines of being conscientious about how you spend your time and kind of the narrative that you create for yourself around motherhood, I want to talk about something that came up in our free private Facebook group recently. So we have a private Facebook group. It's called Shameless Mom, hashtag every damn day. And you can join it by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. And so there's like 1,300 people over there, 1,400 people. It's a pretty big group. And I love seeing the comments. I love hearing your stories. And what I appreciate most about that page is the support you all give each other. I'm blown away when I go into the page to comment on things and I see the people who've commented before me and I'm like, my work here is done. <laughs> you guys are so good and so supportive and you share so openly and vulnerably and you are like authentic and honest. And it's just amazing, amazing to be a part of a community of women who lift each other up, who support each other, who hold each other accountable. Also, the way that you all show up there. I was talking with someone recently that like no one shows up there whining. Everyone shows up there asking for support as they need it, but ready to take charge, ready to take responsibility and ready to take action in their life rather than sitting in a place of, you know, having a pity party or sitting in a role of the victim for too long and any of those kinds of things. So I truly admire and respect that about all of you in the group. And I appreciate you being there. So one of the comments that came up recently was someone asked how much time moms get to themselves each week. She said, Something along the lines of, you know, my husband seems to think that I only need to have like one event for myself a month, like, you know, one girl's night out or a massage or something like that. Like basically once a month, I get like a little bit of time to myself. What do you all think? And it was fascinating to see the commentary underneath because there was an interesting split. A number of people were like, yep, right there with you. I get like zero time to myself or like I go to book club once a month. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the TILT Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. 
And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. And then there was a bunch of people who were like, oh, no, no, sister. Like, I get like an hour to myself every day and every weekend. I get like a half of a day to myself. And one person, I love this response. One person said that she and her husband switched off different nights of the week. So she's like, I get two nights a week to myself or her partner. I don't think they're married. Her partner gets two nights a week to his self. Then they do two nights a week as a family. And then they do one night a week of date night. And I was so excited to see the variety of responses. And again, it's all about like what works for one person might not work for someone else. But here's the thing. If you have very little time to yourself and right now you're like, it's okay, no big deal. Like whatever, it's fine. It's not fine because if you have no time to yourself and no time to pursue your own interests and enjoy of your own making on an individual level, you are going to lose your identity as a person outside and a woman outside of motherhood. Your whole identity will be wrapped up in the role of motherhood. And that should be a significant part of your identity. Like, absolutely. I totally embrace being a mom. But that is one piece of the pie of who makes up Sarah Dean. And if I don't have anything outside of that, then what do I have when my kids are raised and out of the house? What do I have when motherhood is not the cornerstone of my life anymore? So you need to take radical responsibility for making sure that you create time for you to exist in other roles outside of motherhood and for you to have the time to yourself that you need to explore what other areas of your identity you want to cultivate. That is so essential and I cannot emphasize it enough. And so if you're someone who's saying like, I get an hour a month or one book club a month or whatever, that's not enough. So here's the deal. You don't need to have two nights a week to yourself. Like you might have that and that's great, but I'm not saying everyone needs to have that. I'm not saying that you need to have like a weekend get girls getaway every month, but there needs to be some time every day, hashtag every damn day. You need to have some time that's just for you. And you need to have a conversation with your partner about what your needs are beyond that as well. And what your partner's needs are. So here's the deal your partner probably wants time to himself as well or him or herself. So your partner probably wants to also have time to cultivate and explore their identity outside of parenting and outside of work. So this is like an equal opportunity thing here. Like we all get to have this. And so we have to take responsibility for having the conversation and building the infrastructure to make this happen. So I want to go through four different ways that you can have more time to yourself and four different ways within this I'll kind of explain to you how to make these happen. And again, you might think that you don't need this time right now, but you do. And you might think that it's really indulgent to have like a night every week to yourself or, you know, every Saturday afternoon or whatever. I want you to really step away from this idea that that's super indulgent. I want you to step away from that and look at this through the lens of this is necessary for your self-care. This is necessary for your mental health. And this is necessary for your identity as a woman in the world. So that's the lens I want you to be kind of considering this all through as we go through this. I also want you to consider the phase of life that you're in. So if you have like a newborn, this is going to be a little different for you. Like you're probably not going to have a lot of time away right now. You're probably not going to have a lot of time for yourself. If you have a six month old and a two year old, you're not going to have a lot of time for yourself. So depending on where you're at in your parenting journey, 
you might have different abilities to integrate some of these ideas and suggestions. I don't want someone who has like a new baby who's sitting at home on the couch nursing 24 seven like I was to feel like they're failing themselves if they don't have time for self-care every day. Because there is a season in your life where that just will not exist for a window and that's okay. But also recognize when you can start to kind of close the window a little bit to be like, okay, here's where I can compartmentalize like mom life over here. And then on the other side of the window, here's where I can have a little bit of time for me. And that can happen in that first year. Sometimes we think it can't, but it can. So I want you to start to think about how can you make that happen? And it can be in small doses. And we're going to talk about that. So first thing, self-care and time to yourself is not a reward. It is a requirement. And so I'm going to kind of talk about self-care and time to yourself interchangeably because I believe that time to yourself is a form of self-care. So I want you to consider that this is not a reward. Getting time to yourself, having girls night, going to get a pedicure, getting a massage, like wandering the aisles of Target by yourself, that's not a reward. Those moments to yourself are a requirement because that is how you maintain your sanity. That is how you continue to have some perspective on your life beyond motherhood. So that is not a reward. So that goes back to me, what I said at the beginning, that like this is not an indulgence. This is a necessary component of being a grown-ass woman. So this is not a reward. So when you're approaching this, when you talk to a partner about it, you're not asking for like a special treat you're just letting your needs be known. And these are like basic human needs to have time to yourself, to have time for growth and development. Like that is a basic human need. Now it's not down there with like, you know, security and like having a roof over your head and getting food and water and being, you know, having heat on at your house. It's not a basic need at that level, like on the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but having time to yourself to to be connected to yourself beyond your identity as a mom, that is a basic need. So I want you to think about where does that fit into your life and what does that look like? So the next piece is that this can happen in small doses. So small doses every damn day. This is not always about scheduling a four-hour event or an overnight getaway or anything like that, which might feel too much right now or might be too big or it might be, honestly, might be just like a hassle to book it. And I've talked about this before where I say, you know, sometimes everything you have to go through to book like a date night or a weekend getaway with a partner or even with girlfriends where you're like, oh my gosh, like I have to get the childcare and then I have to have the food set up and then I have to have the laundry done. By the time I get to my actual time away, I'm like exhausted from preparing for it. So it doesn't always have to be that big of a deal. Your time that you create for yourself can be little moments. It can be taking a bath every night after the kids go to bed. It can be sitting in your car for 15 minutes after you drop your kids off at daycare or school sit in your car for 15 minutes and listen to a podcast or an audiobook that gets you fired up for the day or just makes you laugh. It doesn't even have to be like transformational, but you sit there for 15 minutes with your seat warmers on and you listen to something, you listen to your favorite song, you do whatever before you transition from drop off into your work day. It can be at your lunch hour, instead of doing emails over lunch, that you actually, you get up and you go for a walk. You put in headphones and then you eat your lunch when you get back to your desk After your lunch hour, you eat your lunch while you're doing some work. Again, maybe not ideal for everyone. Maybe you don't want to eat while you're doing work. But if it could give you free time to like go enjoy the sun on your lunch hour, instead of doing emails during your lunch hour, that might be the perfect opportunity for you to take time just for you. It might be a seven minute workout 
where you're like, okay, this kid is over here in this corner doing their thing. This kid is over here on an iPad doing their thing. Mama is going to put on some headphones and do like seven minutes of interval training and just like sweat it out in the middle of the kitchen floor in your pajamas, no bra on, no shoes on. Like that's totally fine. That can be your window. So it can look like a million different things. It can look like getting up before your kids in the morning. And I know that might be hard, but also how amazing does that feel? I love getting up before my family. Like it's like this badge of honor that I get up before everyone else. I actually get really annoyed if anyone gets up before me because it's like I didn't get the gold star that day for being the first one up. But I love taking that time for myself. I love to go into the kitchen, turn on the coffee maker. I sit down. I do my like little bit of journaling. My journaling is like a total joke. When I say journaling, people probably think I'm writing like this lofty, like, dear diary, here's how I want to feel today. No, my journaling is like bullet points of like to-do lists, some affirmations, how I want to feel like it's just little bullet lists. It's not like any like lofty paragraph writing, but that helps me feel like, okay, now I'm ready to take on the day. And then I go do my workout, which usually is interrupted in some small way by Vinny waking up. And so he comes in and says, hi, I tell him to go get dressed. And then I have to tell him to go get dressed like 18 more times. But by that point, I've been up for like 30 to 45 minutes. And like, I've had my minute to myself. I've had my coffee. I've had my quiet time. And then I can take on, like, I can actually be way more patient asking him to get dressed 18 times because I've had that time to myself first. I'm not just rolling out of bed and being like, you need to get dressed, you need to get dressed, you need to get dressed, which would feel way more reactive rather than proactive when I get to get up and start my day on my terms. So look at how can you get in those small doses every damn day? Because self-care and make creating time for yourself should not be a novel thing. It's not novel. It's not an indulgence. It's not a reward. It's something that you just do, but you have to take radical responsibility for doing it. So the next piece of this, the third part, is that you tell your family what you're doing and when you're doing it and how you're going about it and how you need support around it. And you don't ask for permission. You don't shrink yourself and minimize yourself and ask for permission in a sheepish, apologetic way. You don't go to your partner and say like, hey, do you mind if I, would it be okay if I meet with the girls on Thursday? I know it's a lot to ask. Like, First of all, no, it's not a lot to ask. And second of all, when you shrink that way, you're minimizing yourself to your partner and you're minimizing yourself to yourself. And that becomes a part of your identity that you are an apologetic person and that you feel small when you have to ask for things and that you feel like you can't take up space and have needs and that you don't feel like you can take time for yourself and build something outside of your household and outside of your family life and outside of your role as a mother. And that's not okay. You need to be able to take up space and own your space and own your identity in multiple capacities. You are not just a mom. You are not just a wife. You have interests and passions and hobbies. You might not know what the heck they are, but you have them and you need to go find them and cultivate them so that they can be an integral part of your life and part of your identity. So that when you're done with this whole parenting thing, you actually have a person to return to, that you aren't just a shell of a person trying to figure out what the heck happened over the last 18 years and how do I find myself again? And when you go and you make your needs known, instead of asking for permission, you're just letting your partner know or your family know, hey, so I'm going to get up before you in the morning. And when you wake up, if I'm downstairs sitting on the couch reading or doing my journaling, or I'm in the guest bedroom doing my workout, which are my situations, 
then you can go downstairs and play Legos. You can go ahead and get dressed. For a long time, I would set a snack out for Vinny so that when he would get up, he would have a snack and he could just, it was literally like a little bowl of like banana chips or something. And he would have a snack and he could just start playing and have a snack immediately. And he didn't have to interact with me and he didn't ever have to come ask me for something. So I would set that up for him. I probably did that for like two years because I wanted him to get up and just have like this automatic, like I wake up, I get out of bed. There's my snack bowl sitting right there next to my toys and I start playing. And that bought me a little bit more time. Hey, are you a parent of a teenager? Are you feeling overwhelmed about how to be what they need while also holding limits and boundaries that keep them safe? Are you tired of conversations that negate how messy this season of parenting is? Well, I've got you. My name is Casey O'Rourke. I am a positive discipline trainer, parent coach, and the host of the Joyful Courage podcast. Every week I come to you with an interview, digging into tough topics with experts I trust and solo shows that go deep into the personal growth and mindset needed to raise teens in a way that grows them into confident, capable young people. I am not afraid of getting real about the intersection of conscious parenting and the teen years, while also bringing in vulnerability, humor, and lightness. I'm walking the path with you and honored to serve. Listen to Joyful Courage on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. So you let your family know this is what happens. This is how it works. This is how mommy has time for herself. And then you let your partner know, this is what I need. I need one night a week. I need three hours on the weekend. And you don't have to say like, I need, you know, Sundays from two to five. Like it doesn't have to be that rigid. There can be a conversation around like, I need some time to myself every week. Three hours would be ideal. When do you think we could best fit that in? And then the other part of that conversation with your partner is, hey, you probably would love some time to yourself. When would you like to do that? Like, let's both have three hours to ourselves. Most partners are not going to say no to that, right? They're going to be like, oh, hell yeah. So you can come from a place of giving in order to receive, right? Like, I want to give you one night of the week to yourself. What night would be best? And recognize what feels best to each of you because you're going to both have different needs and different things that feel good to you. So like my husband loves to go out on the weekend for boys night. Like he likes to leave the house at eight o'clock, go meet with his friends, like hit up a couple bars in Ballard. That sounds awful to me. Like it's the last thing I want to do on the weekend. 
I want to be in my pajamas by like seven at the latest with a glass of wine and watching Real Housewives as soon as Vinny goes to bed. So when my husband talks about going out on the weekend, I'm like, oh my gosh, please go and like leave as early as you want and stay out as late as you want. Like mama has some Real Housewives to catch up on. So we're really clear about what feels good to us and what we want so that there's space for those things for us. If we had never had that conversation, he maybe would have never asked, you know, to have regular boys nights because he would have felt bad. But as soon as he said like, hey, do you mind if I do this? And it kind of became this regular thing. It became this joke where he was like, I know you just want me to leave so you can watch Bravo. And I was like, yeah, like, when are you going? So he knows that that is great with me. Like you go out on Friday or Saturday, go for it. But then the flip side of that is I don't want to go out on Friday or Saturday, but I do want to have time for myself. So there's usually one weeknight a week where I have an event going on. And sometimes it's a networking thing. Sometimes it's a girls night kind of thing. So last week it was meeting up with girlfriends from our peps group, which was a parent group we were in when we all had babies together. So I usually have something during the week. And for me, what fills me up is like hanging out with girlfriends on a weeknight from like six to nine. (laughs) And then I want to be home and go to bed on time. And so that's what I want. And my husband's like, cool, go do that. I don't want to go out on a Saturday from 8 p.m. until midnight or till bar close. Like, absolutely not. That doesn't sound good. So when you have this open conversation around like, this is what I want and this is what sounds good to me and what sounds good to you, like all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, I can totally accommodate for that. And here's how you can help me out. And it becomes a much more easier conversation and you recognize in many cases that you can make things really easy for each other and you can make this convenient and you can make this work and everyone gets what they want. And that gives you the room for your time alone or time to yourself and time to cultivate your own needs and parts of your identity that maybe you haven't explored in a while. And it also gives you a chance to reinforce your relationship, that you're doing something to support each other, that you're supporting each other's individual lives outside of parenting, outside of marriage and those kinds of things. And that's a great opportunity to be able to be there for each other and be supportive and have that conversation of recognizing each other's needs and seeing each other and being seen. And that's really powerful. So then the last thing, the fourth part of this, in order to create more time for yourself or time for self-care is opt out of things. So consider what can you opt out of in your household? Could you opt out of making every single lunch, doing every single load of laundry? Could your husband do that sometimes? Could your kids put away their own laundry? Could you not do all the dishes every single night? Could you unschedule certain appointments? Could you get out of certain commitments? We recently hired two neighbor girls to walk the dog because I was like, I don't want to take time. I love doing it on a sunny day, but like in the depths of winter, the dog's just not going to get walked and it's going to be hanging over my head. I would rather have time to meditate in my warm house than take the dog for a walk. So I hired it out. And these girls are so cute and so excited about it. And they charge very reasonable rates because they're like 13. So what can you unschedule? Could you skip birthday parties on the weekend? Like your kid doesn't need to go, especially if they're not aware of every birthday party. They don't need to go to every single birthday party. My kid does not go to every birthday party that he's invited to. Sometimes there's family events that we're invited to where we're just like, yeah, like that doesn't fit. I would rather that I have time to go do something or my husband has time to go do something than we go to every single social thing that we're invited to or that we're overscheduled. So there you have it. There's four ways for you to create more time for yourself, for you to be better at self-care and for you to create the time that you deserve, not as a reward, not as an indulgence. But just because this is you serving a basic need and this is you taking radical responsibility for building a life that serves you and that will carry you to better, brighter, braver, bolder places every damn day. 
Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Real truth alert, pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were, but the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom in Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health.